Welcome to Leaves the Blue Away, the serials where we explore stories from the Bible. I'm your host, Todd Allen. Check out our main podcast where we discuss culture and current events and have intimate conversations with regular people just like us who open up and tell us their stories. Today we're reading 2 Kings 4 from The Message. There are four stories in this passage, but we're only going to read three. One day, the wife of a man from the Guild of Prophets called out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. You well know what a good man he was, devoted to God, and now the man to whom he was in debt is on his way to collect by taking my two children as slaves. Elisha said, I wonder how I can be of help. Tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing, she said. Well, I do have a little oil. Here's what you do, said Elisha. Go up and down the street and borrow jugs and bowls from all your neighbors, and not just a few, all you can get. Then come home and lock the door behind you, you and your sons. Pour oil into each container. When each is full, set it aside. She did what he said. She locked the door behind her and her sons. As they brought the containers to her, she filled them. When all the jugs and bowls were full, she said to one of her sons, Another jug, please. He said, That's it. There are no more jugs. Then the oil stopped. She went and told the story to the man of God. He said, Go, sell the oil, and make good on your debts. Live, both you and your sons, on what's left. One day, a man arrived from Baal Shalashah. He brought the man of God twenty loaves of fresh-baked bread from the early harvest, along with a few apples from the orchard. Elisha said, Pass it around to the people to eat. His servant said, For a hundred men? There's not nearly enough. Elisha said, Just go ahead and do it. God says there's plenty. And sure enough, there was. He passed around what he had. They not only ate, but had leftovers. 2 Kings 4, verses 1 through 7 and 38 through 44 in the message. Tell me, what do you have in your house? She said the first thing that came to her mind. Nothing. And that was what it felt like. Her husband, a prophet himself, had died. He had seemed healthy. The very night before he died, he had been swinging his two children around the house, wrestling with them, telling them stories of God and his special prophet, the holy man of God, Elisha. He had kissed her goodnight and rolled over to sleep, and the next morning she woke up to find her husband dead in the bed beside her. Suddenly a widow, bad news had piled on top of bad news. Her husband was in debt, a lot of debt, and unless she could come up with the money to pay off the debt, The man to whom the debt was owed was on his way to collect by taking her two children as slaves. She was about to lose everything, including her entire family, in the course of just a few short weeks. So she had come to ask for a miracle from the only man she knew who might be able to help her find one. But as soon as she had answered, a small quiet voice in her mind reminded her of one thing she still had left, although it hardly seemed worth mentioning. Well, I do have a little oil. Not enough to do anything with, except perhaps make one last meal 
for her sons before they were hauled off to become slaves. She felt the hopelessness settle over her again like a cold, wet blanket. Not nothing, but nearly nothing. Nothing that could help. Just a little oil. Have you ever stood surveying the wreckage of your life and realized there was nothing left? In desperation, we cry out to God for help. We tell him all the things we've lost, all the people and blessings that once filled our lives, the way things used to be before the hard times came in like a flood, unexpected, unprepared for, and unrelenting. And God answers us in our pain with a question. What do you still have? Or like he asked Moses, what's that in your hand? Whatever it is, it's not enough. Not nearly enough for the mouths that need to be fed or the jugs that need to be filled. Perhaps God calls us to make a meal for our neighbor or teach a Sunday school class or write a book or maybe even start a podcast. Whatever he calls us to do in our hour of desperate need, we won't have enough time or faith or courage or talent to do that to which he's calling us. And in our pain, our eyes filled with tears, we focus on everything we don't have when God is only calling us to use what we do have. It's not enough. It never is. But if we had more, it wouldn't be a step of faith. And there's nothing God enjoys more than building our faith. We must come to the end of ourselves. Once we've hit bottom, when we've realized the need is so much greater than our capacity to meet it, no matter how hard we try, and we finally give up and turn to God with hands that feel empty, God smiles and asks us to look again. What little do we have for him to use? God isn't waiting for us to get our life together so we can finally serve him. He does his best work when our life falls apart. And all we have left is a little oil, just a sliver of time, a tiny seed of faith. When our insufficiency is on full display for us and the whole world to see, God begins to move. Here's what you do, said Elisha. Go up and down the street and borrow jugs and bowls from all your neighbors, and not just a few. All you can get. Her neighbors thought she had lost her mind. But she was newly widowed, about to lose her kids, too. So they indulged her and let her borrow as many jugs and bowls as they could find. She was simply too desperate to worry about what they thought. She had to save her children, at least. And though it seemed crazy, she was willing to grasp at straws. She had no hope left except the man of God and his strange instructions. So she went up and down the street, from house to house, knocking asking, begging for as many bowls and jugs as they could find. How desperate are you for God to move? How desperate am I? Are we willing to make fools of ourselves, to follow our Lord wherever he leads, and do whatever he asks? When the lights have all gone dark, will we run like the widow to the only ray of hope left in a sea of darkness? Elisha's servant stared at him like he had lost his mind. For a hundred men, master? There's not nearly enough. 
And the servant was right. But God's economy isn't our economy. Just go ahead and do it, Elisha replied. God says there's plenty. So the servant did. He passed around what he had because he couldn't pass around what he didn't have. We can only offer to our Lord whatever we still have left, however little it is. Maybe your faith is battered and beaten down. Maybe the winds of trouble have blown hard against your life, and any hope for a future you once had is gone. If that's where you find yourself today, Jesus has you right where he wants you. What do you have left? An hour a week? A passion you'd nearly forgotten about? Perhaps placed inside you for just this moment? A little knowledge of the Bible left over from your Sunday school days? Whatever it is, however small and insignificant it feels to you, give it to him, and he'll take it and multiply it. God won't just meet your needs. He'll pour out so many blessings in your life, you can live off the leftovers. Whatever we have left, when we say there's not nearly enough, God says there's plenty. Thanks for joining me today. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Leaves the Blue Away. Make sure to subscribe and share the story with your family and friends. May the God of all hope bless you and take these seeds we're scattering and use them for his harvest. See you next time.